0: the star right here on the chop sports podcast network i am your host dave sturcho coming to you live from the flipping made easy studio in beautiful madelon new jersey uh so yeah um what happened with the chiefs game because i don't even know what to say about it i've been talking about it enough i've been talking about it a lot between the daily show between uh jersey boys podcast on the blogging the boys podcast network i've, I've talked a lot about the chiefs game And I'm ready to kind of put it behind me. I know it's something that everybody says, like, short-term memory. Do You know, make it quick. Just get it it out of your mind. Uh, I think that's the best approach. Uh, There are things to take away from the Chiefs game, and there are things to just completely forget about. Uh, We have another game that's coming up. As you listen to this, it is Wednesday, meaning tomorrow is Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, and that means the Cowboys are playing a football game. So I'm going to be blessed to have, and and forever grateful, a nice little relationship now with the Believe Podcast Network, and they're going to hook me up with a great interview with, uh, with the host of the Raiders podcast, and that would be Mr. Dennis Ackerman, who will be coming on with me to talk Raiders-Cowboys. But before we do that, I do want to take a look back at the Chiefs game. Now, the way I see it is this. Had the defense, um, well, the defense played great. I think the defense played, uh, you know, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and that offense, it's not an easy task. It really, really isn't. And when I look at the the Chiefs as a whole, I think they're on the rise again. And I think they're going to be in the upper inch, a lot of teams um, uh, in the AFC. I mean, there's no way to to kind of, ignore that fact you know what I mean They're, they are a team in the AFC that will be there at the end and by the end I don't mean necessarily Super Bowl but I mean in at least the AFC title game I think uh, I picked them to go <laughs> on my other on the daily show we did our season predictions and uh I picked the Chiefs to go 21 and0 meaning 17 or 20 and know 17 and0 in the regular season and then just run right through the playoffs and the Super Bowl and everything so I I really had high expectations you would think about the Kansas City Chiefs now their defense has not played up to their offense. So that's why they've struggled. And Patrick Mahomes, I felt like he's been trying to do too much. And in this game, he still was that kind of gunslinging, trying to do too much guy because our defense held him in check for the most part. They really did. Micah Parsons. I, I can't say enough about this guy. He is absolutely a a terrorist in the backfield. When he gets past that tackle, man, he gets so low. It is so, it's just an amazing thing to see. And, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things we're going to have to keep our eye on throughout the course of the year, because you got Gregory coming back. You got DeMarcus Lawrence coming back. Those guys are going to come back. What do we do with, you know, Parsons? Um, It's a good problem to have. Trust me on that. When I tell you that it's a good problem to have. Um, Now, when I'm thinking about, you know, how their offense played, the Dallas Cowboys offense. Now, there is a couple plays in this game in which the momentum completely shifted. You have the strip sack fumble of Parsons, right? You have the interception of J. Ron Curse. You have a missed field goal by Harrison Bucker who never misses field goals. So that's three opportunities right there, right? That if the Cowboys score on two of them, the Cowboys are winners of this football game. That's how, that's how close it was the entire game. So that 10-point margin... That the, that the Chiefs won by. It's it's not as big as people think. Like, the Cowboys did not get blown out. The Cowboys didn't get the doors blown off them. They, they, it just didn't happen. Um, the offense, however, it was alarming. It was alarming to see um, uh, their – just Tyron Smith is such a bigger part of this offense that it's just – it's insane to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's absolutely insane. And I think for his sake, um, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a very, it's it's a tricky situation because if Tyron Smith is out, you would think that you have something in, in Terrence Steele and you do, but he's not Tyron. And I referred back to this a couple of times. I forget who I was talking to, um, but it was, You know, for all you Cowboy fans out there, you know, when Sean Lee went down, you know, back in Sean Lee's heyday when he was the leader of our defense, when he went down, that defense couldn't function. It was the weirdest thing. Nobody was rushing the quarterback. Nobody can cover. No, It was just a weird dynamic that when Sean Lee was out, the Cowboys suffered. I feel the same way about Tyron Smith. When he is out, the Cowboys suffer. Now, the Cowboys beat the brakes off the Falcons without Tyron Smith. That was also the Falcons and the Falcons have proven even the next week against the Patriots that they're no good at football, right? They're just not a good football team. So it's good that they beat the brakes off the Falcons because it it makes sense. But in that same breath, it's very hard for me. And I find it hard to believe that the Chiefs are, you know, beatable when you don't have a Tyron Smith, that offense functions as Tyron goes The running game couldn't get going. The passing game, Dak Prescott was off the entire night. You don't have Amari Cooper. You lose uh, uh, Ceedee Lamb at halftime. These are things that definitely added up. And now, obviously, you're you're getting closer to game time um, for for the Raiders game. And and you don't know as of right now. It's Wednesday. I don't know the protocol right now. Like apparently, he's in meetings. He's doing light work on the field. Like we don't know if we're gonna have Ceedee Lamb. So that leaves us with you know. Michael Gallup as your wide receiver one, Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown. And that's three. And then, of course, you could sprinkle in Malik Turner, who's done, you know, a, a couple nice touchdowns in garbage time in the Denver game. So to me, I just think that the Cowboys have the recipe for success. It's just they need the pieces of that recipe to function. You can't have a pizza without the cheese. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to have the dough. Right. But the, 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 the sauce is the defense and the cheese is the offense. You need both to be healthy and plentiful for the pizza to taste good. Like, who the hell wants to eat a piece of pizza with no sauce? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's a very fat guy reference right now, and I'm trying not to, like, my mouth is trying not to water while I say this kind of stuff. But, like, that's what I, I feel like this, this team as a whole, when healthy, is as good as it gets. And, and I still think, you know, shout out to all the people that were, like, literally writing off the Cowboys because they lost to the Chiefs. There were people that were just worried, like, I don't know, man, this, this just doesn't look good for the rest of the year. We'll see, blah, blah, blah. Like, where where were you guys the whole season? Going into this game, you're 7-2. and two. So, like, how did they get there? You know, they beat good teams. They beat New England in New England. They beat L.A. in L.A., right? They beat Minnesota in Minnesota. You know, you got to cash in on these opportunity, uh, opportunity, uh, opportunistic games. And I'm talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, who are reeling right now. They're absolutely, really, they have not done anything since Gruden left. They even got more screwed up with the Henry Rugg situation. They, they, they're just in complete disarray. And this is for the Cowboys team. They're coming in hobbled, you know, offensively, defensively, like they don't have their premier rushers, uh, pass rushers. They might not have wide receiver one and two. And Tyron Smith, yes, he's trending in the right direction, but he was trending in the right direction all week last week too, you know, and they ruled him out at the very end. So, it's it's weird. It's a short week. We don't know. But, again, same breath. Like, you y- you just don't want to take these guys lightly. You just don't. Because, look, th- these guys are all NFL players. The NFL, You know, the Las Vegas Raiders have lost a lot of games in a row right now, and they're reeling. But national stage, the Cowboys have broken our hearts on Thanksgiving two years in a row. You know what I mean? So the way I see it is that you need to treat this game as if you are playing the chiefs again, or treat this game as if you're playing uh, the Packers or or, or a really good team. You know, you can't treat this game like you're playing the Las Vegas Raiders losers of of three straight. You can't do that because you're going to come out flat. You're going to, you're going to play down to your opponent and you're just, you're not going to win many football games that way. You're just not. So um, there's a lot to talk about, obviously. And I'm going to talk a lot more with Dennis Ackerman um, about this game in specific. And, uh, And like I said, the Cowboys to me, have a really good chance to kind of write the the mood of, of Cowboy Nation right now. Right now, we're kind of like just, we're treading lightly. You know what I mean? Like, we're not getting too high. We're not getting too low. We're trying to take the good news, like, as it comes. And these are, it's it's going to be tricky, man. It's going to be absolutely tricky. And uh, I think that Tack Prescott shows up on the national stage. I think Zeke is fed plenty. I think Pollard has himself a great game. I'm going to get into my prediction you know, with Dennis and, and, and the Believe Network and the Raiders podcast there, I'll get into my prediction there and put a bow on it uh, at the end. But I like our chances to come back and do our do our thing and be the Dallas Cowboys of 2021, which is a special team. And I still think that the Cowboys are still up there with with the Rams, with the Packers, with the Bucks. I think they're up there with them. I, I, I don't think losing to the to the Chiefs changes my tune or, or ch- it should change anybody's tone about the Dallas Cowboys of 2021. Now, if you go out there and lay an egg, if you go out there and stink it up on national TV in front of the entire world against the Las Vegas Raiders at home, well, then you have a whole nother thing to talk about. Because guess what, folks? Ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the rise. They're five and six. They're right there. Jalen Hurts is playing good football. And as we stick around with the NFC East real quick, I do want to shout out Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett was fired by the New York Giants, and I actually feel bad about this. One, I there's kind of garbage that the Giants don't have to suffer as long as we did. But two, as the person to fire somebody right before the holidays, it just doesn't feel good. I don't feel good about it. I, I'm not one of those guys that root for people to lose their jobs. When I wanted Garrett removed, I knew for a fact that he was going to land somewhere, right? But when you put him with the Giants and the Giants have completely stunk up the joint on offense, I, I just feel like... I feel like it's it's going to be, I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be a little different um, for Jason Garrett in the second search right now. There are going to be coaching vacancies. People will get fired. The Raiders are right now I have an interim coach. Can you see Jason Garrett out in Vegas? I don't know. Um, can you see Jason Garrett in Minnesota if Zimmer goes, if they don't make it past can you see Jason Garrett coming back to the Cowboys as some kind of front office guy you know there's been a lot of people that have said that like just think about it think about the guys that we have on our roster right now they're all Jason Garrett draft picks except for Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb when you look at the most recent outbursts you know of of talent like yes Jabril Cox and like all the defensive guys we drafted in 2021 that's all Mike McCarthy Uh, CeeDee Lamb uh, and Trayvon Diggs Mike McCarthy so yes bravo to that group but you're talking about Dak Zeke Gallup you know those are Jason Garrett guys you know so for analyzing talent he's not that bad so we'll see it remains to be seen but let's take a little bit of a break when we come back we got Dennis Ackerman of the Believe Podcast Network to talk Dallas Cowboys Las Vegas Raiders going down on Thanksgiving What's going on, guys? This is Sturge, and I'm here to let you guys know about some new happenings with Joe Pizzamenti of Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. This time around, I want to bring you guys up to speed on some of the amazing health and wellness products. These products focus on providing happiness for people bringing out the four happy hormones in our body. That right away makes me happy. These products aid weight loss, sleep, mental clarity, and energy, just to name a few. They have even created your morning coffee to get your day started off right. That's not all, guys. Joe is in a giving mood. So now if you mention Shop Sports, he's going to provide you with a free discounted private travel website that you can use to book your travel needs. Even better, if you become a customer of Joe's, he's going to give you guys a travel voucher that you can use for up to a year and are only responsible for airfare and taxes. Visit AttitudeOfGratitudeLLC.com for more information. All right, welcome back to all about the star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I'm very pleased to be joined, sort of, kind of. I'm not sure if I should be pleased to be joined with the enemy, of course, this week. And is, of course, our good relationship with the Believe Podcast Network. This time we got Mr. Raider himself. And that is Dennis Ackerman. Dennis, thank you so much for taking the time to talk Cowboys Raiders. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Now I see that you do also have former Raider Stanford route, uh, who played seven years with the Raiders as your co-host on, on your podcast. So that's pretty cool. You know, it's always glad to see or hear uh, input on former players and where they've been and who they have played with. Um, I had a couple guys, you know, weeks and weeks of just, you know, constant guys that have been in the league and just great insight by everybody. All right. So down to brass tacks, look, the Raiders, um, now, this is a team that I can say openly and publicly that I, quote, pull for. And when I say pull for, um, I have a lot of friends that are Raiders fans. You know what I mean? Like, this is one of those teams. It's very similar to Dallas. You know, like the Raiders travel. There's Raiders fans in New Jersey. There's Raiders fans everywhere. So I kind of pull for them to do well. Now, going into this year, I mean, look, you saw the hot start. The the, the start was great. Um, and then everything kind of just hits the fan, right? The the firing or the removal of of, of Gruden. And then the Henry Rugg situation, um, talk to me a little bit about what, I mean, you're knee deep in the Raiders right now. Tell me what the last couple of weeks have been to you as somebody who covers the team.
1: You know what, I think the Henry Rugg situation has impacted them more so than the Gruden uh, resignation. This offense has just been abysmal the last three weeks they have been outscored 96 to 43 they can't get the running game going uh through the first seven games Dave they only had five turnovers in the last three games alone they've turned it over seven times and Derek Carr is responsible for six of those so you know what they shot they signed Deshaun Jackson uh he's played the last couple games hasn't much uh, hasn't had much of an impact Zay Jones is now taking the replace of Henry Ruggs Look, at they say he's one of the hardest working players on the team, and God bless him, he might be, but he's not producing much on the field right now. Over the last two games, they've had a streak where they were 0 for 14 on third down. That's unheard of. Yeah, look at yeah. your expression. So, yeah, I mean, you rough. just pile, out the, pile up the numbers. They haven't even accumulated 300 total yards of offense in their last two games.
0: Well, I mean, look the Cowboys are coming off of a loss of their own where their offense just couldn't get it going, right? And, and we're watching the Chiefs start to emerge as the Chiefs again. And just when you thought like the Raiders and the, you know, even the Broncos when they started off 3-0 and the Chargers are still good. The AFC West, to me, was supposed to be probably the best division in football. And all of a sudden, the Raiders are starting to tr- you know, trend in the, in the wrong direction. Now, when you see you know coming off your loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, who were kind of reeling on their own, you know what I mean? So they were, they were on a downward trend as well. Coming off that loss, and now, do you feel like this Raider team, the the core of this Raider team, I've always been a Derek Carr guy. I, I think he's a great competitor. I think he can still lace the ball. He can still throw the deep ball. And I know they lost their deep threat in rugs. But Zay Jones, you said it, you know, hardest worker in the room. Deshaun Jackson, I did get a little pleasure out of him turning the ball over right away because <laughs> he's been a thorn in my side for sure. a long, long time. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, that doesn't really phase me too much. But going into a game like this on a national level, I mean, it is like all eyes on you. Literally, not even the non-football fans will have this on. You know what I mean? Like, so they're going to be in front. Do you think the Raiders can play up with the core group that they have as it stands right now?
1: Well, look, at from a defensive standpoint, yeah, I do. Their defense has really played uh, well the last three weeks. I know the numbers don't bear that out, but that defense has been on the field So much during this three game losing streak. I believe Cincinnati held the ball for 37 minutes on Sunday. The Raiders' longest drive, Dave, three minutes, 44 seconds. Now, the Raiders keep saying, yeah, we're more talented than we have been the last couple of years. Well, you know what? Go out and show it. You know, in 2019, they start out six and four, they finished seven and nine. Last year, they start out six and three, they finished eight and eight. There's all this talk, yeah, we're better, we've got more better players. Well, then go out on the field and show it. I mean, they're staring at a four-game losing streak, and their schedule doesn't get much easier after this. Five and five could turn into five and six, and then, oh boy, look out. Who knows where it could go from there, possibly.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the the AFC West being that good, you know, and, like, they still have some decent teams out there, and L.A. is playing good, and the Chiefs are playing good. So, like, those are guys you're going to have to see again, you know. I don't think you – you haven't wrapped up a season series with any of them, right? Not
1: yet. No, no, they still have one more game with each of them. Denver at home, uh, the Chargers at home, uh, and then at Kansas City. Yeah, uh, so I I will give you guys
0: credit where it's due. You know, and like I said, big car guy.
1: I'm a huge fan of Darren
0: Waller. What is the stall there? Is it the fact that the defenses are just like, uh, at this point, triple-teaming them because there's nobody else to cover?
1: Well, Stanford and I discussed that prior to the Bengals game. It's like, what has happened to Darren Waller? First game of the year against the Ravens, had over 100 yards receiving. He finally had another 100-yard receiving game against the Bengals, but in between that, his numbers have been way off compared to a year ago. He had just four receptions for 24 yards uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. I have been imploring the Raiders, put Waller more at wide receiver. Their deep threat is gone without rugs. They don't have a deep threat right now. Waller is a nightmare matchup for any defensive back. So put him at wide receiver. And then Foster Moreau, who is the backup tight end, he put up very good numbers against the Philadelphia Eagles when he started in place of uh, Darren Waller. He had six receptions for 60 yards. Waller, uh, beg your pardon, Moreau did have a touchdown reception, the only touchdown the Raiders scored against Cincinnati. So hopefully in this short week they can incorporate Foster Moreau more into the offense put waller in at wide receiver and let's see what kind of damage they could do against the cowboys defense
0: now in the offseason i think the raiders did make a big splash in their in their signing of of drake you know like i thought for sure that was going to make a a supreme two-headed monster do you uh, like do you contribute this non-productive season between jacobs and drake to the offensive line are they just not meshing well together what's the story there
1: Well, I do attribute it to the offensive line. You know, John Gruden uh, decided to blow up the offensive line in the offseason. He traded Rodney Hudson. He traded Gabe Jackson. Uh, Colton Miller is the only holdover from last year's offensive line. They also traded Trent Brown, uh, the starting right uh, tackle back to the new England Patriots, Alex Leatherwood, their first round pick, Dave, he was so bad at starting right tackle. They had to move him to right guard. He's gotten a little bit better. Uh, Richie incognito who they penciled in at left guard. He hasn't played all year. He's been out with a calf injury. Andre James the starting center. Uh, this unit just has not got it done. And I was talking to Stanford. I said, look it, it's not a very good offensive line, but one thing they can do, they can pass block a little bit better than they can run block. So, I said look, why don't you just stick Derek Carr in shotgun like they did the first 3 weeks, let him fling it 45 50 times, roll the dice and see what happens. And you know what, sprinkle in a run here or there. Take your chances. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is the perfect like perfect time to kind of start letting it fly. You know, like and I think when you're reeling like this, you got to find something, you got to find something that works and again, if he throws the ball 50 times, right? And he throws two picks, more than likely he's still going to have a decent high high throwing percentage. You know what I mean? So when you're that slinger, when you're that Brett Favre, when you're that that type of quarterback who just likes to sling the ball all over the place, yeah, of course there's going to be your turnovers, but when you're losing three straight, the risk-reward is just, you know, like let's just keep going. Now when you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys, right, the offensive line has been banged up. It has been. They've done a couple shuffles. They've now started Connor McGovern at left guard, and of course Tyron Smith was trending in the right direction against the in the Chiefs week. He turned out not to play. Now, once again, he's trending in the right direction. I don't think it matters. When it comes to uh, – Ty- Tyron Smith is one of the legends. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He will be, right? And we have uh, Lyle Collins on the right side. But talk to me about the emergence of Max Crosby. This kid is out of control good, and it's such a shame that he's, you know, on – like part of this reeling team right now. Is Max Crosby the kind of guy that can – that can, again, show up on that big stage, cause those turnovers. You know, Dak Prescott has been, you know, susceptible to, you know, holding onto the ball too long. Talk to me a little bit about Max Crosby.
1: Well, Max Crosby, along with Yannick Ngakwe, they combined for, yeah, yeah, I mean, Ngakwe was their big free agent acquisition in the offseason. He certainly lived up to the billing. I mean, the two of them combined have 12 of the Raiders, 24 sacks. So that is probably the strength of this defense is the edge rushers. Uh, You mentioned Max Crosby. Uh, If he's not getting to the quarterback, he's certainly pressuring him. So Uh, This was an Achilles heel for this team last year, Dave. I think they had 21 sacks for the entire season. They've already gone above that number, I said, with 24. Between Max Crosby and Ngakwe, if they're not going to get to the quarterback, they're going to pressure the quarterback. And that's a good thing because uh, the Raiders the last couple of weeks, Dave, have not been good on third down on defense. I believe they're giving up over 50% uh, success rate on third down over the last couple weeks. They've been really, really good on first and second down. But when it comes to third down, it's a mystery why they can't get off the field, and then sometimes when they've been able to, they've committed dumb penalties. And Gakwe had a stupid, unnecessary roughing the passer uh, last week against the Bengals yeah, that extended that. a yeah extended a drive. I believe it led to a field goal. They had the Bengals stopped again. They committed a helmet to helmet hit that extended the drive that ended in a, in a touchdown. So. Look, the defense, like I said, has played well, but at times they've also been their worst enemy with the, yeah, with the so penalties. Yeah, so now, our,
0: so with that, with that, those, that conversation in itself, when it comes to penalties and undisciplined football, you know, you have the interim coach right now, former Cowboys coach. You know, he was on our staff. I love them. The players apparently responded originally, and then now it's like, okay, what the heck is going on? Um, longer term, before we get into the specifics of this particular game, you can obviously dive into this more as the off season approaches towards the end. We don't know how all this is going to play out, but is there anybody that you're like coveting right now of like, like, or do you think this guy has a chance to be the full-time head coach, which again, I I don't, I don't think so. But like, if you had a, if you take your pick of guys that might be available, which by the way, as we record this, a guy like Jason Garrett got fired today. You know, I don't know if he's head coach worthy anymore. We had to deal with it for about a decade and it's just want to blow my head off. But um. (laughs) You know, do you you have anybody in mind that would mesh well with a Derek Carr in his later years?
1: Well, that's a good question. First off, after Rich Passaccia won his first two, you know, it's like, oh, maybe this guy is the man, you know, to lead the Raiders finally to the playoffs. Let's see. But then after the last three performances, Dave, where they've been manhandled, especially the last two at home, um, you know, getting blown out by Kansas City. And then the performance they turned in against the Bengals. I mean, the offense has come out flat. Uh, the defense has played better, but the offense has just been non-existent. And as a result, I mean, if these, you know, if the season continues to slip, slide away, there's no way they'll retain Rich Passacci. And My big thing is the GM, Mike Mayock, uh, you know, John Gruden, he had all the per- final say on all the personnel decisions. Um, does Mayock get a-, a mulligan in one more year? I don't know. In today's football, Dave, it's so strange the coach hires the GM these days where back in the day, it used to yeah. be you hired the GM who hired the coach. So, right. you know, and how many more openings are we going to have in the off season as well? I'm sure Denver, uh, if they don't make the playoffs, there'll be an opening there and who knows uh, where else they'll be opening. So I, you know, the Raiders are just focused on trying to win one game right now and, and you know, snap this three game slide. So looking long-term down the road in the off season for a new head coach, that's uh, that's way out there.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I, and I totally uh empathize with the the head coach situation cuz again, right before McCarthy and uh, the jury's still
1: out on him. So I am sure. not
0: I'm not sitting here like, "Oh, we got the greatest coach in the world, a Super Bowl champ, you know. You guys had one too." So <laughs> that doesn't hey, really pan out all the time.
1: I have a trivia question for you. Do you mind if sure. I ask? It? You mind if I throw in yeah, there? Yeah, of course. These two teams actually met in 2013 on Thanksgiving. Do you know who the starting quarterbacks were? One 2003- I'm sure you're going to get.
0: 2013?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: It wasn't Romo because Romo it was, was Romo. It was Romo. All right. Well, I know yes. I knew that part. I right. mean, that, that's the easy part. And I the guess Raider it had to be tough. the, so it wasn't. Uh, so if it's, if it's not the obvious of Derek Carr, that means he's out. Right. Right. So was, then yes. the backup quarterback at that time, was it Mike Glennon?
1: No, but you're not too far off. He, I'll give you a hint. Penn state.
0: Oof. <laughs> oh, not
1: mm-hmm. much of a hint. No, nah, not a hint at all. <laughs> okay. It was uh Matt McGloin. Ah,
0: damn. McGloin. McGloin was the one that came in for
1: the playoff game, right? So uh, he was supposed to start, but it ended up being, um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on his name? He I had a cup of was coffee. Was, uh, he went to Michigan State and he had a cup of coffee uh, with the Raiders. And now I'm blanking on who it was. Connor Cook, I think it was. the Connor Cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly who
0: it was. Good call. Yes. Yes. Good call. Oh man, memory lane. Yeah, actually that Thanksgiving Day game. Was to me was supposed to be the laugher, and they then the Raiders had it pretty close. Like it was,
1: yeah. The Raiders yeah. had twenty-one to seven, and then I think the the Cowboys reeled off like twenty-four points, and I think the Raiders ended up losing by a touchdown. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I remember there. I think it was an onside kick. I don't know why. Like some of these memories that are just like instilled in me forever because of like because you never forget what happens on Thanksgiving. You sure. know, I can roll off all the worst Thanksgiving games I've ever watched, Uh but there was a couple good ones in between. Um So all right. So in this game specifically, right? We've talked about. The Raiders, they're reeling. We understand that. Everybody who's a fan of the NFL doesn't have to be a Raider fan or anybody. that They just see the Raiders on a downward trend. The Cowboys are coming in, and they're hobbled. You know, like Randy Gregory, still out, obviously. Demarcus Lawrence, still out. Our pass rush has been hobbled. Micah Parsons, however, has been an absolute game wrecker. When you watch the Cowboys, and obviously you've done your research, how special can this kid be going forward?
1: Uh, look out for Micah Parsons. That was the one person that Stanford and I talked about having to stop. I mean, what he's got eight sacks this year and five and a half Nine. in the last three games. Uh, not to see. Yeah. And he's got, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think he sacked Patrick Mahomes twice. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the Raiders, I got to know where that guy is on the field at all times, because to me, he, he's wreaking havoc. Uh, and especially, like I said, with the Raiders offensive line uh, below par, you know, keep that extra back in uh, to help out the offensive line to protect Derek Carr. Uh, I would also perhaps look for a package from Marcus Mariota. Uh the Raiders did that earlier in I did the season. See that. Yeah, before uh he got hurt. Um, but they did have a little package for him. The Raiders have struggled inside the red zone. Perhaps we see Mariota there. But the one thing they have got to do is know where Parsons is on the field at all times. That is absolutely numero uno for this offense.
0: Now you're coming into uh well, you're coming off a week where you had to cover guys like T Higgins and, and Jamar Chase and just a lot of speed demons over there in Cincinnati there's a potential there we live in a world that's like this drops tomorrow so it's a day before the game time CeeDee Lamb is not obviously hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet they're still kind of hopeful that he goes right if he doesn't it's Michael Gallup and it's uh, Cedric Wilson and it's Noah Brown So the receivers don't match up to what you just had to cover in Cincinnati. I I think Cincinnati's wide receiver core is really good, and I think Joe Burrow knows how to sling that ball. Do you like your secondary against the Cowboys receivers if C.D. Lamb doesn't go? Because obviously if C.D. Lamb goes, it's a whole different dynamic.
1: Right, and no Amari Cooper also, correct? Cooper's out, yes. Yeah, see, that's huge. I mean, uh, Casey Hayward Jr. is in his 10th year. They signed him to a one-year deal. He has been one of the best cornerbacks uh, in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focusing, mean, top five. He's not allowed a touchdown reception this year. So he has been outstanding. Nate Hobbs, a rookie who they took later in the fifth round. He has played very well. Uh, as a corner, um, as a slot corner, and then face on who they signed also as a free agent who spent time in uh, almost at San Diego Chargers and at the LA Chargers with a defensive quarterback uh, Gus Bradley. So look at it. if there is no Lamb and there is no Cooper, that bodes very, very well uh, for the Raiders secondary. It really does.
0: How's that run defense looking? Oof,
1: that's the Achilles' heel of the run defense because they are in the bottom ten. Last week they yeah. gave up, I believe, one hundred thirty. 130- yeah, to Joe Mixon, and yeah. but you know part of that was once again the defense just got tired, I believe, at the end because they held uh, Mixon pretty much and checked the first half. But yeah, they give up uh, over 100 yards a game on the ground, and like I said, they're in the bottom ten. So that is the blueprint to beat the Raiders. If you can run the ball and then you can set up play action pass, that is how you beat them.
0: All right. So obviously, it seems like you're going to say that the Raiders are going to win this game. Let's get a let's get to a prediction here. We'll, we'll go with you first, and then I'll sprinkle in because my prediction isn't as isn't as uh, luxurious as what some people say. Like, like obviously the last time the Cowboys lost a football game, they came back and beat the Falcons 43 to three. Right. So they were an angry bunch and they went out there and just lit up the scoreboard. They were even scoring when the game was in hand. So I'm thinking to myself, that's going to happen again. Right. And I, and I'm kind of hesitant. So let me get your prediction of Thanksgiving day football. How do the Raiders get out of here with a win or a loss?
1: Okay. So I know that the Cowboys are seven point favorites and I have been taking the Raiders, uh, Going with my heart instead of my head <laughs> the last uh, few weeks, and I told Stanford I can't do it again. I just the way the Raiders are playing, they've lost three in a row. The offense has looked horrible. I said I just can't do it again. I now if Lamb doesn't play and without Cooper, I don't think uh, it's a very high scoring game either way. Uh, I'm thinking 19-13 Cowboys or 20 to 13 Cowboys somewhere along there. Then the under is way under as well with that with that total.
0: Yeah. All right. So you got a a six or seven point win for the Cowboys as you look at the Vegas spread. And that seems to be right on par Uh, with me. It's it's different, man. I I don't know what it is. I, I got this feeling. First quarter, first possession for the Raiders. Deshaun Jackson takes one deep. I just, I got this and it's gross because I'm thinking to myself, like our defensive secondary has been playing great. We're coming off a really good defensive performance against the chiefs. If you can hold the chiefs to 19 points, that's not bad. You know what I mean? Like the Cowboys Cowboys were in that game to the end. You know, Um, I think Jackson scores. I've just had this feeling and it's just going to everybody in the stadium, the wind and everything's just going to suck out everybody. And everybody's like, hold on. What's about to happen? Raiders get the early lead, but ultimately, I think the Cowboys uh, score some points. I think they run the football well. I got the Cowboys winning this one, win, but I'm giving them a little bit more on the point side, on, on the Raiders' side. I got the Cowboys winning
1: 27-17. So okay. I think
0: the, I think the Raiders get in the end zone twice, once early, and makes every Cowboy fan say, you know, kind of drop their fork while eating turkey. Like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, what's about the – like, please don't let this happen. So it, um, it's going to be Can I remind
1: you, this is not the – Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles well this is this well is the aware. almost 35 year old Deshaun Jackson. Had he not listen, had he not
0: took a back step for whatever reason on that one ball a couple weeks ago, I think the kid scores. Yeah, I they, he, like I, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know either. Sometimes these guys get a little too ahead of themselves. They want to make it look better on camera. I don't know. You know how these guys are. They like to they like to make everything look good. Uh but Deshaun Jackson deep post. I just, I don't know. It's burned in my head from all the years with either, you know, Philadelphia, Washington. It's just, it never went away. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that puts a bow on the Thanksgiving day episode. So Dennis dude, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and talk Raiders Cowboys. I wish you guys, I mean, I can't say this. I'm not going to say, I wish you luck, but like, (laughs) I wish you luck going forward after this game.
1: I'll take it. They're going to need all they can. So we'll definitely (laughs) appreciate that.
0: All right man thank you so much for coming on bro.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate all right.
0: it. All right, we want to thank Dennis for coming on with the uh all about the star podcast again. I love the fact that I have a great connection with the Believe Network um who are, you know, sending me guests to talk about the Cowboys opponents because sometimes it's easy for me to just sit here and say, "Oh, the Cowboys are the best." But sometimes you get a deep dive into a, uh, you know, a guy that covers the team uh well, you know, and and does a lot more deep dives. And, you know, the Believe Network and their cast and crew of, of people that have come in to the All About the Star podcast have been phenomenal. And I really want to thank them for that. So you heard it on the podcast. You heard it with my interview. I'm going to reiterate right now that the Dallas Cowboys do right the ship. Um, as far as their offense going out there and playing like they played at Atlanta, I don't I don't see that at all. I see it's a very slow start. Give me the Cowboys 27-17. 27-17, the Cowboys, 10-point win. They cover that seven-point spread. It's not a blowout. It's, you know, and, and I don't know how the narrative will be taken if the Cowboys don't blow them out, right? The Raiders are a lot better than, than the Falcons. That to me, that's that's not even close. It's not a thing. Um, I firmly believe that. And I firmly believe that the Dallas Cowboys will get us back to feeling good, and will be eight and three going into uh the New Orleans Saints game next Thursday night. So the next time you hear me on all about the star will be next week to preview the Cowboys and the saints and talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, but ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. So it's the day before Thanksgiving, I want to wish everybody a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And I will see you guys next week. Hopefully with the Dallas Cowboys getting their eighth win of the season. We'll see you next week.